let's ask a pretty powerful question. How do you overcome fear? Fear of anything. Fear of public speaking. Fear of being in public in general. Fear of new people. Fear of new tastes in your mouth. Fear of spiders. A lot of fears that are keeping you back in life. How do you overcome that? Let's dive into it. How can ordinary people achieve the extraordinary? How can we manifest our dream reality? How can our thoughts interact with physical matter? Those are just some of the questions, and this podcast will explore the answers by diving deep into human potential, exploring new sciences, and demystifying the mystical. I was myself the ultimate screw-up. I had $4 million in debt. I spent three years in prison. I lost my family to deportation. Yet today, I live the dream life. My name is Tor, and this is to shift. Good morning. How are you doing? Dang, I feel like I feel like I'm having a hangover. I was at the zoo yesterday with my daughter because she's turning three. And that took everything out of me. Just going to the zoo. It's really taxing on my old body. Which is interesting. Really, really interesting. And I'm not, I haven't been able to record a podcast episode in a very long time. The reason is that I've just had so much to do with the other stuff. Which is a good thing, right? But I figured... I need to keep up with the schedule on the podcast. I said to myself that I need to create something twice a week. So I'm not sure when. Maybe Sunday and Wednesday. I have no idea. But today I wanted to talk about fear. Like overcoming fear. Because what is fear? Why are we, why are we scared? It's really interesting. Because I had this conversation yesterday. And we came upon the subject of arachnophobia. Basically, I was talking to someone. I knew they were crazy scared about spiders. So I spoke. And I said, like, I kind of made a story about fear. Unrational or irrational fear. And at the end of that story, I basically said that, so the problem is not even existing until you're aware of the problem. When you're aware of the problem, the whole situation changes. For instance, like the fact that you can sit like that, like you have been doing for a long time now, not even, not even reacting to the fact that there is a huge spider behind you. <laughs> I know, it was kind of, it was kind of uh, a douche move. I'm gonna accept that. But the thing is, there was no problem until they were realizing that they had a spider behind them. Before that, everything was cool. And that kind of just proved my point, right? So I went into how fear can be a factor that is non-existent in life. And I actually pulled a quote from uh, The Secret Life of Pets, too. Yeah, these, these movies are, t like, they're teaching me, basically. They, they have a lot of good points. In The Secret Life of Pets, too, 
there's a dog called Rooster. And as the main procrastinator, uh, Max, needs to help him save a sheep, he doesn't want to go over the edge of the cliff, right? He says he's scared. And the Rooster, he says, well, I'm, I'm scared too. But you know, the secret is to act like you're not. And that's just, oh, yeah, Rooster, you go, bro. And when you act like you're not scared enough times, then you're going to get to a point where you're basically not faking it anymore. Where you realize that your irrational fear was just that, was irrational. And you can take ownership of the problem. In the case of this spider, I thought that maybe the mirror neurons in our brains would help, right? where they see that someone else could actually do something about this because we are all the same thing, right? We are all humans. We all have the same stuff. The only difference is our story and our programming and what we think and do not think. So I was sitting there, I was talking about this spider, how if it hasn't bit you, why are you scared? The answer was because they are anticipating the, the pain. And that is a problem, right? You're projecting some pain into the future and you're trying to avoid that pain in your present. But by avoiding that pain, you're just expending a whole lot of energy on focusing on the problem and avoiding it instead of facing it. So I was, as we were talking, I was like, the clue is, the secret is to just be aware of the problem. After that, you will start to mull this over in your brain. You will start to think about this problem and how you can fix it subconsciously now that it is there and you know that it might not be as dangerous as you think then you have the tools to fix it and i looked at the spider and i said what if you watch that shit first you just watch it because if you're really scared just that alone is hard right but then as you keep watching it you realize that there's not really anything happening you're not feeling pain by watching it and then maybe you moving move in a little closer. And then maybe you start reaching out to that fucker. Maybe you try to touch it. This is not something that is done over a date, by the way. You reach in, you do you press yourself. And I said that I was jealous about this almost. Like I I was I envied the situation they were in. Because when you have something that you know you struggle with, that you know you really can't deal with then you have a source for power basically because you can test yourself you can get that mastery feeling of actually overcoming yourself and you know exactly what it is and that is huge you can get this sense of uh, accomplishment simply by walking up to a spider and touching it now if you do that and you don't die and you don't get hurt because they can't hurt us. At least here in Norway, we are really lucky with the spiders. So you can't be, you can't die, right? And the more you go into that feeling, the better you're going to be at overcoming it. And the better you're going to feel about how you have overcome it. And so I was, as I was talking about this, I reached out and I cupped the spider. Like I just grabbed my hand around it and I held it in my hand. And I, was, I said, like, right now, this spider could be biting me. 
It could try to bite me. It could have already bitten me. Like, a lot of things could have happened in, inside of my palm right now. But I haven't felt it. And because I haven't felt it, the problem basically doesn't exist. Right? It's like the bee analogy. Why fear something that could sting you and fear the sting unless it hasn't actually physically stung you? Then you're just projecting the fear. Right now, I was sitting with the spider and it was a pretty big one. I was sitting with it in my hand and I was just looking at the person as I was talking. I was saying, what if you could do that? As you can see, it's not hurting me. Nothing is happening. I'm looking at you while I'm having this spider, this huge, hairy spider in my hand, but it's not doing anything. So you know right now that this spider is harmless. That this couldn't do anything. It's probably more scared of me right now than I am of it. And so I'm seeing the, the eyes kind of observing the situation, probably because they didn't want that spider to be there at all, right? So I threw the spider out on the grass. As we say to the kid, so that it could go home to, the, to its mom. And we continued the conversation. And I saw that this, this thought had emerged. Like, why? Why is that such a big problem? Now that there's proof that it wasn't that bad. Because it was always the fear of pain that was keeping that fear alive. The fear of pain if one should get stung. And that has taken a lot of energy up get like up towards the up throughout the life. Like just thinking about that and how you can avoid that pain is a lot of effort. But then you see that question, what if? You see that thing starting to make havoc in the brain. And so then it's just a question of time, because now the solution is there. The knowledge about the problem has arrived. And you're starting to really go in deep on how you can fix that problem because you know that it is a problem for you. But you also know that it's not a problem for everyone else. So why? Why is that? If everyone has the same kind of skin, the same body, the same system, why isn't it a problem for others if it is a problem for me? That's a powerful question. Because then you can start to develop these other thoughts like, but I'm just like everyone else. What is keeping me back? Then you go back through the story and you figure out how that problem came to be in the first place. How you started to become afraid of spiders. And then maybe you realize that it was just a projected thought from another person who was afraid of spiders, who maybe also had something that came from other people again, right? That they were just programmed to be fearful of spiders when, without even having that experience themselves that would justify that fear. You know what I mean? They say that, that we had a big talk about this. We call it TAG. Transferable Ancestor Trauma. No. Transferable Ancestral Gene Change. That's what we call it. TAG. Basically, it means that if you have a, say you have a mouse, right? And that mouse is subjected to some traumatic event that is so fucking traumatic that it actually changes the genealogy, the genes. It changes the chemical construct of their body. 
their entire biochemistry gets shifted around and their genes are forever changed because of that traumatic incident. Incident. That is tag, basically. And our theory was that if that works for trauma, then that should also work for positivity. So that if you meet someone and you have this amazing experience with them, then you should be able to transfer that to your descendants. You know? That the genes of positive change is so strong that it would genetically transfer to the next, next generation. And so that makes you wonder, was the fear of the spider from such an event? Did the fear of the spider arise when some ancestor of the person had some traumatic event that involved a spider where you were in a situation or in a, in a place where the spiders are actually dangerous? So that if you get bitten, you will get seriously hurt, right? Like in the US, there's these black widows. Those are bad fuckers. Around other places in the world, there's probably other spiders. Some of them are bad. Some of them will just cause pain. Some of them will cause lasting harm. These things kind of get seeded in your brain and stays there, right? So what if the irrational fear of spider here in Norway was coming from such an event that's an interesting thought because then it's just the the own belief that the spider is dangerous that is holding them back their own programming their own thought about the problem that might not be a problem because they haven't tested it out because the fear has always kept them from doing anything about it oh yeah that's life-changing shit right there so if you if you go towards fear and you have that the build up you know when you're watching a problem like saying that you're on a 30 feet diving board or whatever and you're looking down and you really don't want to jump like it's so far down that you you're probably going to get hurt and there is a lot of these questions going around in your head standing there and feeling that fear also being aware of what you're thinking while you're feeling that fear. And then feeling it as you go even further towards the end. And then that feeling when you just take the plunge. You go, fuck it. And then just jump. And as you jump, you just realize that you jumped. And now there's gonna be a second or two before you hit the water. But you're in it. And you cannot turn back. And then you hit the water. And then it's cold as shit. And then you come back up. And then you see the diving board. And you realize that you're living. And then it's like, oh, dug it. Right? Going towards those kind of feelings that keeps you back is a fucking superpower. When you can go in there and you can really, really taste that fear or that feeling that is holding you back and then transcend it. Holy shit. The sense of accomplishment as you do that is fucking addictive. And I don't know how it started with me. But now I kind of have that envious feeling when I talk to people and I know that they have this very specific fear that they are struggling with because they can go in and access that. And I know the feeling of transcending it. And I know how addicting it is and how good it feels when you actually achieve it. That you want more and you want more and you want more and you all of a sudden you're a high achiever because you have this dopamine release every time you actually do something awesome for yourself. Like reading a book. Just reading a book. If you read a book front to cover, 
Now, if you read that faster than you normally would, you're going to have that awesome feeling when you get to that last word. It's just, oh, I'm done, right? It's amazing. It's so simple. It's so fucking simple. And yesterday, haw, oh, yesterday I saw this, um, I saw a movie, Doctor Strange by Marvel. Fucking fantastic movie. You should check that out if you haven't seen it. And I didn't really realize what it was about the first time I saw it. Then, after the fact, I was starting to develop, I, I started to study the quantum physics and all these alternative realities and the multiverse and all of that stuff, right? Now, granted, Doctor Strange is a very cinematic, like, it's, it's set up as a movie, right? It's taking in elements that makes the movie plot go around and stuff, but they have a lot of things in there that is fucking life-changing. For instance, the fact that you should just follow the flow instead of going against it. When you're arrogant and thinking about yourself, then that will only fall back on you and you won't be at your fullest potential. And how when you serve others, and that is your main priority, then what you're going to get from life is fucking amazing, right? And it follows this dude that was this materialistic, stupid, self-centered dude that was just the best at of the best, and he knew it, and he shared it. And that was the only thing that he cared about. It was his own name, his own legacy, right? People around him knew it, but he couldn't see it. He couldn't see how self-centered it was. And so you follow this transition from that to being humble to being like seeing the world for what it really is and the things they throw into that movie holy shit it's fucking great i resonate a lot with dr strange like the plot the fucking monks how your mind creates your reality manifesting whatever it is that you want manifested meditation i've been sucking at the meditation i'm sorry this is turning into a ramble Oh, sorry about that. It's fucking 6 a.m. So I need to, I just needed to talk before I got into the workflow of the day. And I hope that you got something out from that fear thing, because fear is most of the times irrational. Fear of public speaking, fear of going out in public, fear of talking to strangers, fear of all of these things like trying new things to eat. All of these weird fears. But when you take away all the layers, you're just like everyone else. And if everyone else is able to do something that you're not, then it's probably just your mind. And your mind can be malleable. Your mind can be changed. Your thoughts can be altered. And you can do that yourself. Because it comes from within you. Yeah. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that episode, my fellow seeker of truth and awesomeness. If you like the podcast, the message, and the vision that we are working towards, be sure to join our Facebook group by checking out the fmlproject.com shift. That will take you directly to the group where you can stay updated on the show and meet other seekers just like you. Also, if you really want to help the podcast out, feel free to head over to iTunes and rate it. If you love it, then you show it. If you hate it, show that too, but tell me what I can do to improve it. Until next time, remember, the answer is in the questions. Peace.